Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I just threw my hands in the air like you could see that, so I'm excited. I just uh, even explicitly said that this wasn't a vlog. <laughs> it's not a vlog, I know. Um, so, update. It's been a while. We say this every time. It's been a while. But now it's going to, like, consistently be not a while. So, Hopefully. In yes. an ideal world. Yes. So, here's the situation, everyone. Our good friend Shayla, who we love very, very dearly, she um, got a teaching job, moved away. And it, first year of teaching, just so busy. So, she's been unable to podcast at the moment. Um, she will be back for an episode actually very soon. She wants to do the Adele episode. So, look for that soon. But, in the meantime, me and Abby are here. We're just going to talk about whatever we I'm want. here to fill in for a minute. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Until I also just threw my arms up. <laughs> even though I explicitly said this wasn't a vlog. Um, no, I'm here to fill in for a minute until we can get back to our regularly, whoa, regularly, <laughs> regularly <laughs> scheduled events. There we go. And I mean, there's been a lot of new music come out recently that we've wanted to talk about and we haven't. So now we're going to talk about it, wow, especially it. because some of the newest, like best albums of the past year have been coming out like right now. So we wanted to get on that bandwagon before it's too late. Yeah. So, True. um, that's the update. Shayla, we love you if you listen to this. I adore you. And we miss you dearly and hope hope you're back soon. But I was having a blast preparing for this today, so I'm very excited. Um, a couple other things real quick. Want to just shout out my good friend Mallory Thomas Gleason because she has a great podcast and has mentioned this podcast on it several times. So go give her a listen. It's called Mindful of You. Um, it's like a self-help podcast. Really good. And Really? Do you listen to that? I do. do I you, had no idea. Do you know her? I stumbled upon it. Literally, she, like, references this podcast in a couple episodes. What? Are you kidding me? You listen to that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> She's one of my good friends from high school. Stop. Are you for real? I'm for real, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> this is hilarious. Hold on. We need to get to the bottom of this really quick. Just... I need to make sure that this is, like, the right thing that I'm thinking of. If you just stumbled upon it. This one? It totally is, Stop! yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I literally stumbled upon it. Wow. It's really good. Yeah. Give it a listen. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she's one of my good friends. Stop. So she mentions my name a couple of times and no mentions this podcast. So. No way. <laughs> anyway, shout out to that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I literally just stumbled upon it like a week ago. Oh, well. I've listened to every episode other than the one that just came out two days ago because I've been preparing for this. So. I have not. Kate, I have not listened to every episode, but now I feel like I have to. Now I need to <laughs> hear her talk about you briefly. I mean, mainly I just give her a review and she, like, criticizes it. Just kidding. It's really good. <laughs> She's just like, here's how you should compliment me. So it's fair. We should all do that. But then a couple of her episodes are actually based on some of the things we've talked about. So it's great. Um, Glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. So there's that. It's funny. <laughs> what were your other couple things? You, you said couple of things. Couple things. But that's one. Oh, here's another one I'll talk about. Just for fun. In case anyone happens to be in Cash Valley, my good friend Lauren, she's a like special guest on this podcast. She's been here many a time. Um, she's put together an acapella group at Utah State University. Go Aggies. And having a premiere performance this upcoming Sunday, November 21st. So if you're in the Logan area, find my page on social media and you'll probably find details, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We rehearsed for four hours for it today and now I'm tired. So it's a great time. And that's all I have to say. Do you have anything you want to say to the crowd before we say everything else we want to say? Um, I don't. Okay, actually, I have something I, I want us to talk so. about before we... <laughs>
So here, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Do I have any announcements that I need to make? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared to make announcements today. Let me think. I'm going to ponder on this one. Okay, great. If they come up, we'll just throw okay. them in. So our plan is to talk about Sheeran's album today. But before we do that, I just feel like we need to have this conversation for the people. So the Wicked movie casting. <gasps> Tell me about it. Tell me your thoughts. I guess for anyone who doesn't know, the Wicked movie has its stars cast Cynthia Erivo as Elphaba and Ariana Grande as Glinda. I'm telling you right now that this is going to be my favorite Elphaba casting of all time, probably. I Cynthia Erivo is one of the most talented people ever. I know. I think, okay, my take is this is brilliant casting. I think it's so good. Yeah. Like, both of them. Yeah. Because number one, Cynthia Erivo, one of the most talented people there are, she's Almost an EGOT, I think. Or maybe she is already. I think she's pretty close. I think she just needs one more. But yeah. I can't remember which one. Yeah. So, like, I mean, she's famous for the theater world, but people know her outside of that as well. She was just in the Harriet movie recently, I think. Oh, I saw the trailer. Yeah, it I haven't watched it yet. so good. I need to watch it. I need to watch it, too. Um, And seriously, so talented. So she's going to be incredible. And then Ariana Grande. Everyone knows her. Like, here's the thing. People are worried that she's going to be too poppy, but, like, my defense is she started in theater. That's what I, I was thinking. She literally has a theater background. Like, she is quite literally a theater person. That's how she got famous. Yeah. She was on Broadway, so. Yeah. And it's not like it was like a, oh, here's this pop star. Let's put them on Broadway. No, she was on Broadway in 13 the Musical by Jason Robert Brown. All I have to say about this casting is that I'm just so grateful it's not freaking Dove Cameron. Yeah. Well, also. Because I just, she, I could make a whole episode about how much I hate her. Wait, have you watched Shrink of Doom yet? <laughs> Have I watched what? Schmigadoon. Of course, I watched Schmigadoon. Because we were going to record an episode on that sometime. We still need to do that another day. Um, <laughs> put a pin in that, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> we had a couple. We've tossed. Okay, <laughs> we've tossed a lot of ideas around. But Logan and I both have very insanely busy lives right now. So you're just going to get things when you get things, and you best just be grateful. Yeah, absolutely. I promise we're going to talk about Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I promise. We're <laughs> getting there. We just have a lot to say. <laughs> This is also the first time, no, I was going to say, this is the first time I've seen Logan in a couple months, but I was just at your friend's house eating banana bars, so <laughs> that is a lie. School got busy, we hadn't seen each other in months, and then she just texted me and she was like, hey, do you want to make me banana bars? I did, I literally was like, I, and that was like in the middle of another conversation, like what were we even talking about? We were probably talking about Ed Sheeran, probably and I was not. like, <laughs> I was looking at these bananas on my counter, and when we were missionaries together... Logan made the most amazing banana bars, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about them since my mission, which was a long time ago. And in the middle of our conversation about probably Ed Sheeran, I was like, hey, if I brought you some bananas, would you make me some banana bars? <laughs> and then he actually made some for me. What a good friend. I literally was just like, absolutely anything you want. So I like dropped everything I was doing and made them. And I don't regret it. This just proves that I have... Logan Kelly in the palm of my hand and I can make him do whatever I want. I mean, here's the thing. You do and I'm not mad about it. So. <laughs> but to be fair, you also have me in the palm of yours. So. <laughs> like, I could FaceTime you in the middle of the night and you just answer and be I like, hello. <laughs> I'd be like, what? What do you want? <laughs> it's good. Anyway. I'm like, this tea better be boiling or I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> or we will continue to talk for more than an hour about literally nothing. Good it's times. true, we have done that before. We have been known to do that in the past. <laughs> that. Hence why we started a podcast. So that we can annoyingly talk to each other in and make f- everyone listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's good content. My dad says he likes it, so if my dad likes it, that's the biggest compliment we can get. I'm so glad. Shout out Hi, to my dad. Hi, Logan's dad. 
<laughs> I think I met you briefly when I saw Logan in Newsies, but... Oh, yeah, probably. I don't know your name, actually, so you're just Logan's dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yes. That's anyway, all I have to say. Ed Sheeran now. Okay, Ed Sheeran. Let's talk about Ed Sheeran, because we've gone on long enough without talking about Ed Sheeran. We have. So, he released his new album, Equals, is that what we call it? Yeah. Equals, okay, great. Um, Just... uh, You're so good and you have notes? Wow. Yeah, I make notes. Otherwise, I forget everything. I am just spouting as it comes. My my short-term memory isn't great at times, so... (laughs) But, well, I was trying to find some unique musical things, too. So, I have notes. Um, He released this album two weeks from the time we're recording this, so end of October... I don't know when I'll release this episode, though, so anyway, that's when we're recording this. And I love it. He had three singles out before it was released. Bad Habits came out over the summer, and then Visiting Hours, and then Shivers. Those three were released before the album. Yes, Abby, your hand is up. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> no, we can, we'll wait. I'll wait till we get to that point. I really just, that's my, I love Visiting Hours. It makes me cry every time, and I'm probably going to cry talking about it. Anyways, that's not important. Back to what you were saying. And that's all I was saying, really. So let's, oh. <laughs> let's talk about Visiting Hours. Let's talk about Visiting Hours, then. Because I love that song. And I'm not even going to lie. It's probably my favorite off the album. I don't know why. It's just so good. What's so sweet? Here's the thing about the whole album is I feel like it comes from a really mature perspective. Like, yeah. And not, like, explicit mature. Like, he's grown up. And yeah. he's talking about his experience, like, yeah. as an adult. And I think that's so refreshing to hear. Like, he talks about being a parent and experiencing death. And... What other pop artist is doing that? I love it. So thanks, Ed Sheeran. Puts glasses back on slowly. We, we love you, Ed. I hope you listen to this one day. Yeah, me too. He probably will. No. But if you not. do, we're both fans. We are. <laughs> yes. Um, Please get us tickets to your concert. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here's the thing about Visiting Hours too. Like, this song could very easily be a drag, but, like, it's not. No, it's so good. It's so good. I just like, I like that, okay, <clears throat> here's the thing about me, is that I, I love it when an artist just sticks with simplicity, right? I think there's so much beauty in simplicity, I think there's so much power in simplicity, and I just feel like the beginning of Visiting Hours is just so simple, and I just love it. It's not anything over the top crazy. And like, it just, uh, it just really sets the tone for the rest of the song. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I just love, I love the simplicity of that song. And then it has its moments where it gets a little bit more exciting. Not upbeat or anything, but you know, he's got the back vocals going on and like, there's a little more happening, but overall it's just a really simple, peaceful little song. And I just love it. Also... It kind of, <laughs> I might be reaching for this, but <laughs> to me, it almost sounds like at a certain point, probably like around where the bridge is supposed to be, it almost sounds like he's got a little bit of like mariachi band going on. And that makes me think of the Day of the Dead, which like ties in really well with the concept of the song. I don't think Ed was reaching for that. I think I'm just reaching really far for that, but. But there are like trumpets. Yeah, it gives me like, it gives me like the mariachi like, vibe. Yeah. And it makes me think of the Day of the Dead, which would coincide perfectly with the whole idea of the song, because it's all about how he's... Because, like, okay, have you seen the movie Coco? 
I love the movie Coco. Okay, you know how movie. they like come. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's based off of that was really insensitive. It's like it's based <laughs> off of the whole concept of like the dead relatives being able to come back, you know, mm-hmm. the ofrenda and like blah 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 blah. And that just makes like perfect sense because like the lyrics he's like having visiting hours with his dead whoever. <laughs> yes. That was also really <laughs> insensitive. I don't know who the song is about, otherwise I would clarify, but yeah, that's that's like a reach, but that's it's, what I think of every time. Oh, it's good. It's really good. I let's think. I love he does this thing in his ballads that you mentioned this a little bit, but like this one, the Joker and the Queen. I think there's one other maybe. They're like slow builds throughout. It starts with like just a guitar, and then it'll like gradually add like piano and bass just a little bit, but not enough that you like really notice. And it just like keeps it continually building and moving towards like by the end of the song, it actually is pretty big, but you never notice it getting that big. Other than, like, the end of every phase, he does these little, like, hits that, like, break up the rhythm. And that's always a great time. Um, like, at the beginning, or the second verse, he does it on, like, your advice. And there's, like, a choir. And yeah. It's really nice. Also, I love, okay, the structure of this one, like, there's not what you'd think of as, like, a chorus that's super catchy. It's, like, more so just he's telling the story, like, almost like you would, like, the 1940s jazz-type songs. And then there's just, like the most important line at the end. And what he does at the end of this, like the second to last line of each of these sections has the most complex chord progression of the entire album. So it's like using some chromatic chords, like working downward a little bit. And then he has sings this last line, which he does in a different vocal quality than anything else in the song. Um, and, oh, what's the line? So much has changed since you've been away. And it's like everything builds up to that. Like just the grief that he's feeling in these moments. And... I just love it. I think it's sweet. When this song first came out, I listened to it a lot, but it didn't get as big of his, as his other singles, probably just because it isn't as catchy. So there's that. But it's great. I love yeah. visiting ours. Oh, it's beautiful. Like I said, probably my personal favorite yeah. off the album. I would agree. Just because it's so sentimental. It's so personal. Like, you just feel it. Yeah. Even if you, like, don't have experience mm-hmm. with, like, losing a close loved one like it you can still feel the emotion and yeah. Sharon's really good at that is what I've decided mm-hmm. and Sharon is really good at making you feel the emotions that he's feeling yeah I've, I've noticed that consistently through like all of his albums mm-hmm. but and I think he's good at like shaping the music in a way that it does that to you yeah like, he's just it's very good it's very, very good yeah while we're here why don't we just talk about the other singles real quick so Bad habits. Oh. <laughs> I love us. <laughs> I do too, but here's my hot take. I think it's one of the less good songs on the album. Like, it was the lead single, but I think so many other songs here are better than that one. That's fair. Mainly because, okay, have you seen the music video? <laughs> He's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I love it so much. I hate this music video so much. I hate it so much. It's but so awesome. I think... What are you talking about? <laughs> It makes no sense. No, no sense whatsoever. That's the point. <laughs> that is the point. He's a vampire and he's flying around and people are like collapsing on each other and like and like melting. And I just, I literally have no idea what's going on. Highly do not recommend, but highly also, no, you have also to watch do it. recommend. Like you have to watch this. No guarantees if you're going to enjoy it, but. You're going to enjoy it. It's Don't listen else. to Logan. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. I just, I would never be able to separate the song from that video. No. Listen to me. Just trust me. You're gonna love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's something special. 
Even if you hate it, you can't help but love it. Yeah. The interesting thing about this song, though, and, like, I mean, you see this in the video a little bit, is, like, it is more minor than basically anything on this album. Which, again, I think is interesting as the fact that he led with this as the single, because, like, it's unlike anything else on the album. But it's good, and everyone likes it, and it's on the radio now. I love it. probably heard it, so. It plays at the Cube multiple times a day, and every time it comes on, I'm like... Not that you could see what I was just doing. I was banging my head. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I The thing that he's so good at also is like having like catchy hooks in every song in the instrumental parts. Because it's when like in the guitar you have the like, that little thing, you know. Yeah. That was a really good demonstration. Thank you. Did you do it again? I'm getting a degree in singing. So. Thing is that's not a lie anyway <laughs> um logan kelly the music major the music everyone. major the vocal major <laughs> so yep it's a good song and catchy this one okay i will bring this up many other times but this uses like the sound of pop music as we expect it now which i don't really know how we got here but it's the sense of like bringing this kind of like 80s synth kind of sound back into music like, it's happening... Well, I'll tell you exactly how we got here. Because I, I want to say it's the weekend, but I don't no, I'll know. I'll tell you exactly how we got okay, here. Okay, how did we get here? Taylor Swift, 1989. You think it was that far back? I need to... I think she started the trend, and oh, then I think people were like, hmm. Interesting. Because at the time, at the time, when she released that, that was, like, the newest, most fresh sound that people were putting out there in the world of pop. And that's why it won every award, because it was so different. Yeah. Right? And then I think people just kind of, like, took that and started, like, messing with it. And now we have what we have today. Oh, interesting. That would make sense to me. Because I don't, like, the sound of that album isn't as drastic as what we see now. Yeah. Because I would say, like, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, that's the song that's, like, the most prominent. I'm obsessed with that I listen to that song (laughs) and I'm like, I feel like this came out of an 80s movie. But you see a lot of that. Like, you see it in Bad Habits. You see it in Ben Platt's whole new album. Has a lot of that sound. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. I, I personally, this is Abigail preaching. <laughs> the gospel of Abigail. I, the gospel according to Abigail Johnson. Um, No, I seriously think that it was 1989 oh, that started it. Because that was the first time that somebody had taken, like, outside of the 80s, like, taken the 80s sound and, like, mixed it with the current pop of the day. And so, of course, <laughs> it sounds different because that was, what, 2014, 2015, yeah. something like that. And... We're obviously in 2021, so it's going to sound more evolved and different now, but I really think that's where, like, the 80s vibe came from. Oh, okay. okay was okay. when Taylor Swift did that. But that's just me, because I'm a slave to Taylor to Swift. Swift. She owned me. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, of course I would give her credit. Good, good. I don't know. Listen, we're recording two episodes today, and I don't know what order we'll release them. So if we happen to release this one first, then just know that an episode on Red, Taylor's version, is coming out soon. Just be aware of that. So, <laughs> it's good. I would good. die for her. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know about that. No, I would. I might, yeah. I'm, I probably would. I'd be like, <laughs> it's for the greater good. Taylor Swift can give more to the world than I ever could. Yeah. I have, well, I have more about that to say, but we'll do that in her <laughs> we'll episode. That. We'll do that in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other lead single was Shivers, which... Oh. Okay, listen. I like this better than Bad Habits. I am obsessed with this song. It's so catchy. It's so catchy. Obsessed. Because here's the thing. It's just so catchy. That's really the main thing. But a couple little things musically. The main hook that he uses in the accompaniment, that like repeating pattern. 
Like, it's played on pizzicato strings, okay? And the only other instance of that I could think of off the top of my head as being a major hook was um, from Ariana Grande's most recent album. She does that in, like, the first five songs. So, I thought that was interesting, too. Anyway, that's very very minor, but mainly just a bop. And part of it is why you... Part of it is why... Wow, I can speak. Part of it is because you have all of these layers of rhythm, like, underneath. Because you have that main hook, but then just so many other little rhythmic things happening, and it just always keeps you thinking and listening. So, yeah. Yeah. I just like that song, because it's just a bop. It, it is. just goes hard. Yeah. And the bridge is so good. Oh! The harmonies... Yeah. Can we just delve into that? Yes. Oh, they're so good. Yes. Okay, actually, this they're is a, so good. This is the thing he does in a lot of the album, too. He loves using a vocoder. And, like, that's this electronic instrument where you, like, you sing and then you, like, play a piano and then it puts your voice onto all of those notes. Mm-hmm. And so you'll hear that a lot in the background and in this song. And it's Delicate great. Delicate by Taylor Swift is another great example. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Run by Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran on Red. Yeah. More on that later. <laughs> 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 So, but also the format of this bridge is something relatively new we're seeing in bridges. And again, I don't know where this started either, but I also want to say it's Taylor Swift because she's so good. Where you take like a line and just repeat it and then like add harmonies and layers to it. Um, I didn't write down the line, but he does it. But he, so it's in Shivers. The other two songs that I know that do this are um, New Year's Day by Taylor Swift. And there's <laughs> moment a moment of silence for our... <laughs> Everything comes back to <laughs> Just that song is so good. And we, should, we should talk about that sometime. We should, yeah. Um, there's a Harry Styles song. Is it? It's not. Candy um, Moon? Maybe. Oh, no, it's from the dining table. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. Maybe Candy Moon does it too. I'm I don't know. Moon. Oh, sure. Honestly, you know what? Harry Styles is a really good example of that. But if you want to hear more about Harry Styles, listen to episode four. <laughs> that's that's Abby's debut on this podcast. That is my debut so. on this podcast. I had COVID at the time. It was a great, great recording oh gosh, session. That was like the funnest. And my roommate was asleep. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was sitting on my living room couch, like trying really hard to be quiet, but also like failing because it's Harry Styles. I just love him. Since you just get excited. Yeah. I just love him. Um, anyway, those are the singles. What are your other favorite songs here on this album? Oh, let me, let me look. Let me look. Um... I love First Times. I love First Times. That's one of the most listened to. I think it is the most listened to of the non-singles so far, actually. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of that one. This is another one that's like a slow build throughout. Yeah. I, I discovered I'm a fan of that. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely me too. Because mm. like it literally starts, it's a guitar playing two notes. Like two note accompaniment. And then uh, it just, it like is intriguing, but then it drags you in for the rest of the song. I love it. So good. I also, there's a moment in Tides that I really like, and it's when all of the, like, it's just him, and he's all acapella in that one little part. I forgot the words. Tides start to still. Yeah. In my, yeah. 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 Oh, the first time I heard it, full body chills. I was like, <gasps> I love that. I, I love that, like, everything. It's like, it's like he's making time stop. Yeah. He's doing that play, with, again, episode four, I talk a lot about this. But, like, he's doing that thing that Harry Styles does where he plays with, like, like, I brought up in To Be So Lonely by Harry Styles, how he, like, makes it sound like a phone is ringing. Oh, yeah. So that it's, like, a drunk phone call, you know? This is the same thing. He's making time stop while he's talking about time yes. stopping. It's the coolest effect. 
I think I talked about it in a lot more depth in episode four <laughs> because I'm obsessed with how artists do that. I love it when an artist does. Taylor Swift is really good at that too. Sometimes. Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes is really good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Harry Styles, I think, is the best example of that because he does a lot of things where he like plays with your mind with what he's doing with yeah. the music. When the thing about tides is the moment when he does that. So it's like a pretty like driving song, like really upbeat. And then it like the moment where it comes just him a cappella with a vocoder in these really cool harmonies. It's the chorus. Like Yeah. It's not like and it's every time the chorus comes, he just drops to nothing. Which is so backwards. Yeah. From every other pop song ever written. Mm-hmm. I adore this song. I think it's my favorite on the album. It's very good. I really like it. Especially, like, he uses one of my favorite chords at the beginning. So he uses, like, just, like, the one chord in the key. So say it's, like, a C chord, C, E, G. But then, like, there's an F in the bass, and it just clashes with it. And he, like, he uses that throughout. And there's really interesting, cool harmonies throughout all of the verses. And then the choruses are him a cappella with just, like, tight, crunchy, cool weirdness. So I'm a big fan of vocoders, and he uses them perfectly. I'm also a fan and, like, that, the that's the first song on the album. The first line is, I'm all grown up, I am a father now. And, like, that just sets the stage for everything he talks about. Because the whole album is about, like, his perspective on being a parent and what that means. And, like, raising a child. And just, like, being in the moment of your life and appreciating those things. Yeah, so I think it's just him really... He's really showing us grown-up Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Which I really like. I also really that's like That's how it. I feel about, like... Folklore and Evermore for Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's showing us, like, I am adult Taylor Swift, and, mm-hmm. like, this is what adult Taylor Swift can do. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really impressive. It's fun now to see, I mean, it's probably better for people who are even older than us. Sorry, we're still relatively young. But these people who were big when we were, like, young teenagers, who are now, like, we're growing up with them, and they're really seeing, like, music that matches I that. I love it so much. Yeah. Taylor Swift really is that for me, but we can talk about her like her more later. <laughs> you can never say I'm just really excited. I'm just. I'm sorry. We're recording this like two days after Red Taylor's version came out, <laughs> and all I can think about right now is Taylor Swift. I'm incapable of thinking about anything else. The only thing I have going through my mind right now is Ten Minute All Too Well. Okay. <laughs> Our entire podcast episode will probably be about that. So. <laughs> In the short film! We intentionally recorded this one first so that we wouldn't say, like, everything we could ever say on the other episode. And yet here we are. And yet here we are still talking about it. <laughs> um, other songs. I Love the Joker and the Queen. It's growing on me. This one is not my favorite. I think the lyrics are incredible. I just don't really like musically what he did with it. But it's growing on me. But it is another slow build. I know. Which I am a big fan of. Like, don't get me wrong. I've just This one just, like, isn't clicking for me right which, now. It's interesting to me. Because, like, this is the exact same structure as Visiting Hours. I know. Like, they are I know. the same they are structure the same of structure. song. <laughs> they are. And that's... It's so weird. I am fully aware of that. But, like, this just, like... Like I said, I think lyrically, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a poem. It's so beautiful. But... Something musically is just like not happening for me. Well, I know what it is. He hasn't released the version of Taylor Swift yet. That's probably what it is. Have you heard about that? Yeah. 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 Because, anyway, in the All Too Well video that she just released, there's playing cards in it, 
And in the Overpass Graffiti video that he just released, there's the playing card on the back of that, and he's hinted that there's going to be a version of this with someone. He's featured on Taylor Swift's album. They think he's going to release a version of this song with her. So yeah, don't get me wrong. This is and like like I already said, it's growing on me. The more I listen to it, the more I'm like, okay, it's it's getting there, but it's still just not. I wouldn't put it in my top mm-hmm. like five on the album. I don't know my top five are, but I do like it. One thing I noticed listening through today is it starts with, like, a honky-tonk kind of piano, which Sean Mendes does a lot these days. And then... Oh, Sean. Everything comes back to our other favorite artists. Um, but it creates this, like, nostalgic but regal feel. You're, like, looking back on that sound. And then, like, it's muted in the first verse, but then when it comes back in, it, like, becomes more prominent. And then he adds guitar and bass and like layers onto that and so another example of him using this slow build technique to like draw you in and build and make you feel something in a ballad without like having something major to make that happen yeah what else is there i don't even remember what's on this album um Um, leave your life is cute oh yeah i I really like that one i really like it too i really like that one actually okay here's that's all i have to say about it is that i just really like it here's my one thing to say about this one it's like most of his songs are either really driving or they're a ballad, and this is, like, kind of in between. But he has a sense of, like, pull in, like, the beats that come in the accompaniment. And I think that's relative, or... I think that, like, shows the aspect of this song, because it's talking about, like, leaving someone and flying and being on a plane away from them, and that, like, hesitancy to want to leave. So that's what I see there. I don't know if he did that on purpose, but that's what I hear. Yep, that's all. Yeah. I also really like Collide. I do like Collide. This is another one with a great hook. A lot of, like, little interesting just ear candy things to hear. Yeah, yeah. And I actually... I'm obsessed with Stop the Rain. I don't know what it is. That one is just groovy. It's just fun. I just really like it. This is... I think it's the beat, honestly. See, this is one I've had a harder time getting into, but... Oh, I love it. It does have a nice beat. It's so good. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's another of the minor songs, and I don't do... Well, I don't know. In general, I like some of those, but those aren't my favorite on this album from him. So, I don't know. Um, but interestingly, it's interestingly enough, it is about like running from your problems and like how you're trying to like stop the rain, but you just get an umbrella and then it's like, well, the rain's still everywhere. So like, I wonder if that's kind of why the music's a little bit darker. Probably. It's about that being still present. Like I said, he likes to create illusions. He does. Which I feel like is becoming so much more popular and I'm a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. People are used like using this popular music. And especially because we have so much music technology and so much they can do in the production studio, they can really mess with that to create certain expectations and feelings for you. So, yeah. It's great. I adore Love in Slow Motion. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I think it's really cute. I really like that one. Plus, I think it's the only song on the album that's in three, and so it, like, makes it feel kind of like a waltz. Yeah. But then you have, like, throughout most of the verses, this, like, back-and-forth pattern that, like, breaks that up awkwardly. And so it seems like off balance until you get to the chorus, then it's just like a nice groovy dance. Also, the line in this song, we commit to so many things, but not to ourselves. Love it. Great yeah. lyrics right there. Yeah. He probably got that from Taylor Probably. Just kidding. She probably wrote that lyric. She probably did. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure it was Ed. It must give credit where credit yes. is. <laughs> Unless it was one of his songs. This is what happened. <laughs> This is what happens when Taylor Swift releases music. She shuts down the whole world. I just, I'm unable to function. Shh, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Why are there other people in this building? Rude. Um, um, talk to me about Sandman. 
Should I give you my whole spiel? Give me your spiel. Okay. Here's what I think. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this. I like ever since I made the connection. You know, in baby cribs, how they put like there's like the it lights up and there's like little frogs and it's a rainforest <laughs> and you push the bird and it like makes this tropical sound. <laughs> I, I think wish I you know could what you're see my, about, yes. I wish you could see my hand motions right now. I'm like, it's like this, making circles, and I'm like, flying. <laughs> it's so cute. But that's what it sounds like. It sounds like when you hit, like, the little bird in, like, the little circles don't have corners. But, like, the bottom, like, where the corner of the circle would be if it had a corner, there's, like, the little bird, and you, like, click on it, and then it goes, ding, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> the best description of anything I've ever heard, truly. So I cannot stop thinking about that. Every time I hear the song Sandman, all I can think about is me laying in my bed, listening to my sister's little tropical rainforest thing in her crib. And you it's, push the bird in the corner, but it's not a corner. But it's not it's a, a corner circle. because it's a circle. But Great. like, it like no, like the circle because it goes like this. It goes like, and then there's like this little whoop. Like, right there where the bird yeah, sits, actually, so it's I, not like a corner, but it's like... <laughs> I, oddly enough, do know exactly what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Yep. That's what this song sounds like, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about well, it. Well, because it is a lullaby to his daughter. Does he have a daughter? Son? Child? His child? I don't know. <laughs> Infant. <laughs> um, and so he's written it to sound childlike. Like, it's it's this nice, gentle swing. Most of the accompaniment is played on mallet instruments, which is what you'd hear in, like, children toys. It's Most of it's a marimba. Then you have bits of, like, a glockenspiel, which just sounds like high little, like, tinkerbell bells. Which is why it sounds like a tropical rainforest baby toy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a ukulele. Those are, like, the main three instruments you hear. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds innocent and shows that he loves his it's daughter. It's so cute. And I love sweet. it so much. Here, okay, here's an interesting thing. When I first listened to the album, Be Right Now was, like, my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And I still really like it, but now it's not the one that like sticks out to me as much as the others. Yeah. But at a first listen, I was like, "Oh, this is it's great." Still good. Yeah. Still good. Yeah, because it's really him just saying like, "You listen to this album now, just be in the present, be in the moment of your life, and love it and enjoy it." And that's what he's doing and taking time with the people he loves, and he reflects that in the album, and it's just beautiful. So there's more to life than just phones and popularity and and being one of the biggest artists ever. Yeah, like he's just. His, like, his whole world is his partner and his child. Yeah. And that's, like, all that should really matter. Mm -hmm. That should be his focus. Which is so incredible, because I might be lying here, but I think he still has the top streamed song ever, unless Driver's License has passed it. But... Which song? Shape of You was, like, the most streamed song. Didn't it come out while we were... Well, we were away, yes. Well, we were away. So much has changed since you've been away. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there. Thank you. So, last I checked, that was still the most streamed song ever. Like, total. I know Driver's License and Good For You have broken the record of, like, single day listens, but... So, he's, like, one of the biggest artists that there is. And the fact that he is able to just separate that from his life and his family, I think is so noble. Yeah. So, great job, Ed. We love you, Ed. We love you. We support you. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say about Ed? Just that I love him so much. Absolutely. And sometimes he looks like a lizard. <laughs> yeah. That's really mean. Yeah, he does. But he's like a cute lizard. Mm-hmm. The best kind of lizard. And he loves Taylor Swift, so I respect him. He does, yes. Um, we'll talk about more about Ed and about Taylor in our Red episode. 
which I know we're saying all this now because we're recording this one first, but I think I might actually release the red episode first, so <laughs> too bad, everyone. I don't know. I'll, pr- I'll pray about it. I'll let you know. Anyway, thanks for being here. After all this work, <laughs> after holding up all of my Taylor Swift thoughts so that we can focus on this one first. Here's, oh, yeah, right. we've set up on that. Um, well, thanks for tuning in. Yes, and thank you. We will see you next time. Farewell. Wait, Shayla's not here. Do we say on vinyl? I feel like we have to. That's like the thing. But I don't ever do that. Well, that's what we, but we were like a different thing then. You did it on the Harry Styles episode. No, I didn't. Did you not? I just I, listened. I think you did. Me. I sat there in silence. Oh, did you not? We've done that with every other guest since you. Oh. Well, that's rude. I was your first guest, though. Yeah. I was the... I I always felt like that made me sound like, and you're watching Disney Channel. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll just say it's Shayla's saying bye. <laughs> This tea better be boiling.